0: It's time for the Simple Church Music Podcast. Here's your host, Julie Olet.
1: Well, thank you everyone for joining me for this episode of the Simple Church Music Podcast. And I am super excited today because I have three of my friends on here. They are all music ministers and they also happen to be pastor's wives. So a lot of ministry experience. And today we just want to give you relief and permission and we're going to talk about songs that might seem to some ears to be a little older songs, maybe not, they're not faddish or trendy right now. But we are still doing these songs in our churches. And we want to uh, just have a chat about that today and why we're doing that. Which songs are still working in our congregations? Uh, And we just want to be an encouragement to those who would be listening that, um, you know, a a song that works for us may not work for you, but to just be free to do and continue doing what does work for for your specific church in your context, in your city. So uh, I'm going to have each of them introduce themselves, and then we're just going to jump into this fun discussion today. So we're going to kick off with Leanne. Leanne, if you'll introduce yourselves, and then we'll just go one by one.
2: Hi, I'm Leanne, and I am in a small church in West Texas. Um, It's a growing church, and we um, we actually have a music team, which is great. It's a church plant, and we do a lot of songs that I'm sure others do not. When I go to music conference, I hear a lot of songs that I don't know if we could pull off, but I, we always try things. <laughs> we try them That's anyway. Good.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> so um, I've been in music ministry for about 18 years, and it is one of my passions, along with children's ministry and teaching Bible studies.
3: That's awesome. All right, Andrea. Uh, my name is Andrew Lehman, and my husband and I pastor in Michigan in the Detroit Metro District. And I've been involved in music ministry for about 15 years. Um, and I play the piano, I sing, and I definitely have a specific style of music that I like. And I'm I feel myself growing out of some of the new things sometimes. So I feel mindset starting to be challenged,
1: but also I'm thankful for all of the songs that.
3: Our churches continue to love through the process.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think we grow together. The church Mm -hmm. and the music team grow together. So, and then Michelle.
4: Hi, I'm Michelle Cole. I am in South Georgia, almost to the Florida border. Um, I have been involved in music ministry since I was 12 years old, and I'm not going to tell you how old I (laughs) am now, but it's been a long, long time. Um, I went to college for music. I was a public school music teacher before I moved to uh, Georgia, and I'm currently a Spanish teacher in a private Christian school. And, um, I just, I I love music. It's pretty much my, my passion, um, between, uh, music ministry and able ministries and, uh, ladies ministries, um, my plate is pretty full.
1: Absolutely. And that's what I love too, about the perspective of all of us is that you, we have our hands in a lot of ministries and, and I think that's really healthy. So let's just dig into this conversation today and we'll just go in the same order. We'll let Leanne kind of lead off here and let's just jump into some songs that we still do that, you know, those who are really worried about being on trend with music uh, might like raise their eyebrows, but go ahead, Leanne, tell us some songs that you still do and why maybe throw in why you still do those songs.
2: Okay. um, I'm going to start with this is the day medley. Um, We do that with the presence of the Lord is here and Jesus said it. Wow. And we do that one a lot. (laughs) It's one of my go-to songs because our church um, just loves it. And also I do um, sometimes I'll go from, I will bless the Lord into the presence of the Lord. And then Jesus said it. So Okay,
1: so let's clarify because we have a lot of song titles that are similar. So when you're talking about what was the first song, this is the days that the, this is the day Day that that the Lord
2: Lord has made. Yeah. Okay. And then I do three key changes with it. So start off in D flat and then E flat and F, and then we go into whichever one we're going to go into at the, at that time. Yeah. And so
1: what is it? Is this like kind of like a classic opener for your church? Or is it yes. anywhere in the sur- Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it yes, that's usually where we start. That's a great, um, that's a great opener. Anyway, just because of this is the day, you know, it gets right. everybody's yes. attention and yes, and get- yes, yeah. Okay,
1: okay. And so, um, do you feel like that is specific in your church context in a smaller town in Texas, or do you think that's widely like something you think that's gonna how how do you think? Why do you think that song specifically is
2: still working for your team and that medley? Um, well, I think the the older part of it that this is the day is kind of just a you know a chorus that you could do anywhere, um, and then throwing in the presence of the Lord, we usually just do the Can't you see Him? Oh yeah, on- the so it brings it into like you know now it's a little bit that's a little bit harder song, you know, yeah. like it's it's more hard hitting. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus said it, we totally, I'm sure we don't do it like anybody else. I'm sure, but (laughs)
1: that sounds good. Michelle, what were you going to say?
2: I'm going to need you to send me that.
1: (laughs) Oh, I sure will.
4: (laughs) So that's, that sounds right up my church's alley.
1: That's so interesting. So right off the bat here, we're getting some stylistic things. I actually don't think I could do that song or that medley in my church right now. What about you, Andrea?
3: Yeah, I I think we could. Um, honestly, I was laughing at our list a little bit because it it has a lot of Mark Condon vibes. Like okay. our church loves the Mark Condon songs. Okay, so and give us give us some of those. So, so, tell us, like I will sing. I will sing. I'm okay. Sort of has like even that like Jewish vibe to it. That Jewish yes, song vibe. That that like key. twenty years yeah. ago we used to sing more of those in like Pentecost. Um, so I've always loved that. Those those just get me hyped for some reason. I don't know. But we also love um, like feel the joy. Love that one. And I think uh, like stylistically along that same vein is like the lift up your voice medley, which who really knows how old that is? We've we've tacked so many fun things onto it over the years. Um, but our church loves that one. Okay, you're so, gonna have
1: to tell me <clears throat> spell that one out for us. The I lift up your which, voice. Yeah. So, like, lift up your
3: voice and sing for joy. Clap oh, your hands. Okay. And then you go, um, what is it? Like, can't stop praising his name. <laughs> so, you go, there's so many different things you go into. And then um, every knee shall don't. don't. And, and then actually, I think, Michelle, we we may have bonded earlier when you said something about I won't turn back. We go into that, too, the bridge of I won't. And then you can always go, I, I got to praise. So, it's like the never, it's the song that never ends. But you can just whatever mood you're in that day. You can just add everything onto it, and you could sing it in like five different keys. Yes, <laughs> it really, it really is such a versatile song. But everybody loves it.
1: I love that, Michelle. What about you? Jump in with something that y'all still do. Oh goodness. Um, so one of
4: our classic openers is probably Trent Corey. We praise your name. That's a classic opener for us as well as, um, Lord, you are good. You just can't go wrong with old school Israel and new breed, in my opinion. Um, That's true. especially, like- you know, with, with all nations Sunday coming up, like who probably isn't going to open with that. <laughs>
1: That's Um, so interesting that you're mentioning Israel and Andrea is mentioning Mark Condon. And then Leanne, I don't know who the authors are for yours, but it's just so different that right out of the gate, it's also different. Um, But, but I, I think that's a, that's special and very poignant that we're trying to, the point we're trying to make is that everybody's is a little different. So I love that. Um, And I think, I think for
4: us, the big key is just, it, it's not the age of a song that makes it work. It's are your people still worshiping to it? Like, does it still connect to their heart? Does it still break up the fallow ground? Um, because, you know, they might worship just as hard, you know, to a more modern contemporary song like, you know, Elevation, Praise, as they would to Can't Stop Praising His Name, you know? But I think, too, you have to think multi generational. Um, you know, yes, you want to get the new hip song, but, you know, the 75-year-old granny in your church that's been in church her whole life, you know, every now and then you got to pull out Amazing Grace to minister to her.
1: Right. I think that's a valid point. And, and that is one of the, I think, one of the constant um, problems that all music ministers are faced with, or I don't want to call it a problem, but some a challenge maybe, is is trying to appeal across generations uh and and yeah. different styles different cultures everything within our church body because that and that comes from the heart of the music minister who's sensitive to that you know and and I think um I think that's that's a good place to be is is always sort of wrestling with that I do love what um some of the newer apostolic
4: artists are doing they're taking those older more classical hymns and kind of you know Using the same words, maybe a slightly different tune, like, for example, Draylin Young's Heaven. Um, It's not a song that we could pull off at our church right now, but it's definitely a song we would play during pre, you know, pre-service prayer and get our groove on, you know, get our worship on.
0: For
2: sure. Um, And also along the same lines is I Surrender All, the newer version of I Surrender All. Um, I surrender all. I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. I don't even know who it's by, but it's really good. So it's the same words, different melody.
1: Well, I'm going to jump into the mix here and talk about our little church. And for a second, I'm going to say um, the church I'm in now, we have probably 50 to 60 people coming from a church of 250 where our music team was 50 to 60 people. Um, very, very different styles. I have to say like a hundred percent at my home church, we did much more gospel oriented music. That was our jam. And that's what we centered around that our church here, even though some people have been in church for a while, it just doesn't have that feel where there's a long standing tradition of knowing those older songs. And so what we do, I'll just you know, we have Israel, we have Mark Condon, and I'm going to say Chris Tomlin is what we, our old stuff, um, because it, I feel like we we like simple, we like stuff that's uh, not terribly wordy. We are pulling in some newer apostolic stuff, but again, you know, it's that it's that uh, it's that tension of bringing in something new as. As us, you know, trying to grow and, and 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 embrace some new styles versus not trying to make it uncomfortable for people who are still wanting to worship to their favorite songs.
3: I think you bring up a really good point about church culture too. Um, if you have like fairly new people, even just a few years into um, the church and into a relationship with God and maybe they're really not into the conference culture, there may not be the same pressure to adapt to new music. Now, once you start getting youth groups and hyphen groups and, you know, more more involvement in, in district stuff, people are going to go and they're going to be exposed to those things. And there's nothing wrong with that because that creates desire, that creates anticipation, but at the same time, that can also start to create a tension of like, well, why doesn't my church try those songs? Like that was awesome. And as leaders, we have more of a reality check of like what we're able to pull off and do well. But at the same time, I think that we do eventually start to feel those growing pains as people are exposed to other church cultures too.
1: That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. So for us, like we're still doing how great is our God. We do that. I mean, fairly regularly, like probably once a quarter. Um, I definitely do that on Wednesday nights. So we can talk about the difference between a midweek service and a Sunday service, because I know there's a big difference there. But we're still doing How Great Is Our God. We're doing Our God. Blessed Be Your Name. I'm looking on my list here. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are just like they're easy and they're classic and they hit and they serve a purpose. You know, I feel like and they're worshipful. The, The lyrics are simple. And I think too, you know, because those
4: songs are so classic, you know, their words are timeless. The meaning behind them is timeless. And really that's what makes something a classic. Is it perennial? Is it still going to inspire worship no matter what age you are, no matter how old it is, no matter what season of life you're in? Um, you know, those songs are going to inspire you to worship. You know, when you sing about the greatness of God, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to worship to that. And if you don't, well, you know, you need to check your heart a little bit maybe. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's those, those are just fantastic songs. You know, Blessed Be Your Name, that line you give and take away. I mean, how many times have I sung that line just bawling my eyes out? You know, there's that, that timeless doctrinal truth in in those songs is really what makes it tick.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, for sure. And I think there's something to be said for comfort. It just so much just comes down to comfort. Give me a song that I don't have to think too hard about, a song that I've heard before that I can just close my eyes and worship And and focus on what I know and I'm comfortable there. And I do think I think that might be something a little peculiar to a smaller church, because larger churches tend to have Andrea, you said conference culture, and I think that's a great way to put it. Um, And and there is a little bit more of that pressure. Uh, And that's, you know, that's really nobody's fault. It just kind of is what it is, you know, but I think um, the comfort level is something that is so important to consider when we're leading people in worship. There has, maybe we stretch a little bit with a new song because we all do new songs too, but then there has to be that element where, okay, I can unplug from trying to learn those new lyrics and I can just worship.
3: I think a really important thing that we've tried to establish in our church culture around that is if we have practiced a new song and every, you know, there's a few people that really wanted to do it. And so they were like, let's do it. Let's learn it. You know, how everybody can kind of feel like, okay, well, they want to try it. So let's try it. And then I've had times where we we learned new songs and I thought to myself, I actually would they better than I expected. And then I've had time where we learned new songs and I was like, wow, that was, so much worse than I expected and so um, we actually have like I don't I wouldn't say it's a hard and fast rule but something that I say often is I don't want to do a new song really mediocrely and insecurely so if we get to practice and we're just not feeling it and we're not getting it let's pick one we love like let's pivot let's pick a song like you sort of said Julie like Let's find something we're comfortable worshiping to because if we're uncomfortable, they're going to feel uncomfortable and then nobody's going to like the new songs. So let's just wait. Let's keep working on it. Let's feel more comfortable with it. That doesn't mean never do new songs. That just means like if you have worshipful songs, you're more comfortable with and something's not working. That's better. In my opinion, (laughs) choose, choose the songs you can feel comfortable worshiping to.
1: Yes. Because after all, that is the purpose of the worship service. So um, great point. All right, Leanne, let's come back to you and give us some more of your songs that you
2: still do that are still effective in your church. I am so excited about my list. Um, Enter the Gates. Yeah. That's a great opener. Um, that's like one of our church's favorite songs. I don't feel
1: like that one's that old. Honestly, maybe I'm I not
2: sure. <laughs> um, Trading My Sorrows. Uh, I know a lot of people have sworn that one off, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, we do our God also, um, and how great is our God in a medley. So greater, uh, Todd Delaney and right. I think it's Todd Delaney, um, our God, how great is our God and my God, how great you are in one medley.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Can't stop, um, with my dance and i think that's the bridge to um i've got victory my dance will crush satan under my feet so we do that one with that also deliverance there's um, deliverance yeah and and we really make those like really hard hitting what, what do
1: you mean by hard hitting just tell us lots
2: of cuts lots of cuts lots of bass drum and yeah Um, And then we also put that with praising for the victory, which is the Mark Condon song that Andrew was talking about Um, withholding nothing. That is one of my favorites. Uh, Great. Are you Lord? We -hmm. still do that one broken from, I believe it's from IBC, but I don't know who originally did it. Lord, I am broken my life. Mm hmm. Uh, to worship you, I live and how he loves all in a medley, which you have to kind of switch it up for how he loves, but you can flow toward it
1: so leanne, i'm gonna I'm gonna jump in for just a second and let you tell us a little bit about your team because you've talked a lot about um, what we would consider maybe like classic Pentecost style. Um, with several of those songs and that's honestly hard to play. And so who are you working with
2: on your team? Everybody is brand new. (laughs) And every time, um, this is a, this is a testimony really, because every time we didn't have a drummer, God would raise somebody up. Um, our current drummer is a lady and. The first time she got on the drums, she had never had a lesson and just started playing oh my and word. she's been on it for two years. So every time we've had a need, God just raised somebody up. So we're, I mean, they're brand new and they just do whatever we need. <laughs>
1: And so when you're, I guess, I guess if you're doing a lot of these songs, then you start to, cause I remember at our, at my home church, you know, like there's a lot of similar chord progressions, even, even if they're more complicated than like Chris Tomlin, they're similar still. And there's similar places that you can anticipate those hits that you're talking about. You can anticipate all that. Um, but it's still not easy playing for your bass player. Um and all that. So like we uh, don't have a bass player. Okay. 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 But so you're doing we, that with your left hand.
2: Yes. So it pretty much it's the keyboard that's driving the the hard part. So that's use, all me.
1: Do you use tracks?
2: <laughs> no, we don't.
1: Okay. So it's just you and the drummer. Right. And then your singers. How many singers? And singers. Do
2: you have? Um, we have six, but we have three on rotation.
1: Okay. Okay, so it's a pretty small team, but y'all are killing it with these heavy, heavy hitting songs.
2: Well, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, not to be braggadocious.
2: Yes. Well, I really, okay, so um, before Jesus, I was like a heavy metal fan. So I really like, (laughs) I really like good, hard hitting Pentecostal songs
1: yeah well that makes perfect sense we tried a little bit and we're pushing with the newer apostolic stuff which i feel like is more of a fusion kind of of pulling kind of those worlds together with we're thickening up the vocals but maybe some simple more simple chord structure but mm-hmm. anyway that's a discussion for another day i just had to stop you though because you're like seeing all these songs that i can just in like i can envision the uh the, my left hand just, you know, running that bass and doing all that stuff. Just
2: banging cool. on it. That's yeah, what I'm pretty... doing. Just banging on that keyboard.
1: Oh, that's so much fun. All right, Andrea, give us some more uh, from your list of songs that you still do.
3: All right. So we've got Because of Who You Are. And our church loves that song. And we actually do the bridge of it, too, that I know not everybody does, but it, there's a bridge to it that goes, I worship you because you're holy, oh, holy, yeah. I worship you. They love that. That's that's a vibe for us. Um, and then actually all my songs, I did check the release dates of all of them because I'm like, I'm actually interested to see how old some of these are at this point. Great I Am is like 11 years old now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And so that's in that 10 to 20 range. And I was kind of shocked by that, but we love Great I Am. Like, I, I would say it's still a part of our regular
2: rotation, even. Like, I don't think anybody thinks it's old. Us too. That is one of our favorite songs. And we do it in a medley. So we we add on um, Break Every Chain with it. And um I'm trying to think. we We have another song that we do with that too. Where do you add Break Every Chain? At right, At So we just do Great I Am and then flow right into it. There is oh. power. Oh,
1: yeah. I guess because you're
2: coming down at the end. Holy,
1: holy
0: God almighty, great I am. There is there power. Is power. Mm-hmm. Ah,
1: nice.
3: I think some other songs. Honestly, I, I looked through my list and a lot of the older songs that are Church to Lakes are about the name of Jesus. Um, And so it's sort of like, you know, that makes sense. Like there's some of these songs that just, you know, they're not going to get old. Um, We do like When I Speak Your Name. So we do that one. And like you said a little bit, sometimes there's a difference between Sunday music and Wednesday music. And that's, we do that one more on Wednesdays, I will say. Um, But With Holding Nothing, I know it was mentioned, but it's like, I, I say these songs and like, we don't even think they're old. We just, we feel like they're normal because Everybody just responds to them so well. Still, there's still songs of surrender and of um, admiration, and and so there's not a whole lot to learn still there. That pressure of learning them isn't there, and it's still so easy to flow in them. Um, actually, last <clears throat> yeah, last Sunday we did. Um, I don't know if you guys know the song Mercy Seat, but we do that yes. one. We still do that one every couple months. And I mean, everybody seems to still really get into it. And then we add the um, bridge of For Every Mountain on that one. And like, those are not new songs, but we just keep them both in F minor. And our church just, they just respond to it. I mean, how can you not? For Every Mountain you brought me over, at that point, you're just like on your face. It doesn't matter if you're new or not. You're just sort of like, whoa, that is so true.
4: I'm going to need you to send me that one too.
3: Yeah, I definitely will. (laughs) I have a couple more here. We still love Revelation songs. Um, Honestly, some of the songs that I still choose to do, I mean, people still worship to them, but some of them that I still choose to do, I I chose them because newer musicians can play them. Um, you know. And oftentimes that ends up being some of the slower ones, but um, like Revelation song is a perfect song to have a new piano player play on a Wednesday night. And I know th- this is like a topic for a completely other time, but that is something that's also at the forefront of our music planning is like not, it's not always about whether it's old or new. Sometimes it's about, we still like it, they can play it. That's a winner. Yep. So uh, Let It Rain, we still love Let It Rain, but we, our basement at our church is flooded. So we, I told them all water songs are oh, off,
0: no. off
3: the table for a while. I'm like y'all are praying for way too much rain around here. Something's moving. Oh, actually, one I did not write down. Um, I just said something's moving, something's changing. Do you guys know that one?
0: The Heaven, on Heaven on Earth.
3: Heaven on glory. Earth. We add that on the end of King of Glory. Oh. And it flows so good. And I have waited like so much of my life to use that bridge in some medley somewhere because I love that bridge. I know I I finally found it and it even like it flowed theme-wise and beat and everything, but they love that that's an old song at this point. You know, if if we're classifying older songs as sort of 10 years and older, that's not a new song. But then again, sort of Leanne was mentioning, if you have all new people, they don't know the difference anyway. They're not they're not interested in if whether you're doing the newest songs. A lot of a lot of those people think that the songs on the radio are the new songs and some of those we've been hearing for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So whatever's working, keep using it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Michelle, why don't you give us some more from your list? Uh, we definitely still do a
4: lot of those. Um, my husband's jam. This is how we overcome. Yes. That is a, that is, that is a, a shouting song for us. And, um, we also really love because of who you are and revelation song. I think Andrea made a really good point of most sometimes it's just because it's what somebody can play, you know? And, um, when you're thinking about new musicians, my, um, my drummer is my 10 year old son. And, um, he's actually like, he started playing when he was two. (laughs) Um, and so, but he's, he's never had a lesson. He just naturally picks it up. Um, It must be one of those great autistic gifts that he has. And, um, but I mean, he can listen to a song like one or two times and then play it almost perfect. And, um, but my eight year old is learning to play guitar. And so the song, his guitar teacher is currently teaching him is blessed be your name. Because it's easy because it's got the same four chords that he's learning that G, D, C, E minor, you know, that one, four, six, five combo. You can't go wrong with that.
1: And the rhythm is very straightforward. So, yeah,
4: yeah. Win, it's win. just straight on the beat, straight on the beat. Um, we also do um, when I think about the Lord. Yes, I see Andrea like,
3: yeah, okay. so <laughs> we, we pair that song with worth. Really? Yes. So like, worse oh. doesn't really have a bridge. Yeah. It, does. it does, but it's, I don't know. Maybe I, a I, second I, part. I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have called it out like that. My bad. But it's, <laughs> it's got like this really natural transition to, it makes me want to shout.
0: Hallelujah.
3: Nice. So we like, we go back and forth between those two songs and people love that. Cause it's the new and the old together. Mm.
4: I never really thought about that. I know we um, we will mix We Exalt Thee with um, Worthy of It All. We'll tag that on at the end. And we tag on um, Holy Spirit, You're Welcome here at the end of Meet Us by James Wilson. Um, that Those two flow together really, really well. Um, we also still do old school, let me tell you who Jesus is. Because, I mean, you know, if you can't shout about Jesus is the name of the Father, Jesus is the name of the Son. You know, if you can't shout about that, well, once again, go back to the altar. (laughs) Um, Every praise is to our God. Old school Hezekiah Walker. Um, If you're teaching budding musicians easy gospel, that's a great starter song. Um, It's also a great starter song to teach um, budding musicians. key change transitions because it's got those in there. Um, when I think about the Lord, I think I already said that. Right. And of course, you know, some of these others have been mentioned, blessed be your name. How great is our God because of who you are. Um, we talked about the can't stop praising his name medley into I won't turn back, which if you've heard that new song by Taylor fish, Holy ghost, that, um, that tags in there perfectly as well. Um, I mean, so I think I think we pretty much all probably have like mirrored lists, um, but the biggest thing to remember is just if, if it works for your people, then it works regardless of how old it is.
2: Um, I also, we're doing, we still do set a fire, but we wrote another bridge. We wrote a bridge for it because it's, you know, it's kind of repetitive. So what um, is it? So um, you go from um, uh, set a fire down in my soul
0: that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Ignite a fire in me and burn it till I am clean. More of you and less of me till everything in me is purified again
1: oh i like that Mm -hmm. yeah so do you have y'all done anything like that where has anybody else written something or your team is like hey what if this works and because i feel like that's another component here is that we take these good building blocks of these older songs and then sometimes we just shine them up a little bit with something a little bit new or it's a different color it's a different flavor
3: so we we did something similar with house of prayer now that's not a super old one but that I liked the idea of the bridge day and night night and day like I knew what it meant but I didn't know that it would really translate well to just being repeated over and over and over again because that fire burning and never going out, you you almost have to teach it a little bit before you sing it. Um, if you want like the whole culture of your church to understand. So I did, I wrote something that said day and night, night and day in my joy and in my pain, there's just one thing I pray, make me a house of prayer. And it was something that just sort of brought things around, made, made it more complete in my feeling. So like, we'll do little things like that every now and then. I know that there's bridges and I've lived in a few different states and there's bridges and tag ons to um like oh what is it there's one that I remember learning in Minnesota that went um I called and you heard my cry now speak Lord speak Lord let it rain it went in that whole um that whole medley that people used uh,
2: we wrote um verses for let it rain And it says, um, here we are, your people, here to see your glory.
0: So let it fall on us. Uh, We are only people standing for your name. So let it fall and let it rain. Let it rain.
1: I love it. Leanne, y'all need to be like getting your little songwriting hats together and do what I you do. F- and
2: I have a few people that we collaborate from my home church. So we, we call each other and we're like, dude, we did this song and and so-and-so started singing something totally different and it worked and it was so good. And-
1: I love that. I feel like what you're saying and Andrea, you're really saying this too. And Michelle, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like I love when your music team is really collaborative, y'all are kind of like you, you own it together. Um, And again, I'll just contrast this. I wish I could go back to my younger self at my older church and be more collaborative, but there were 50 people in that team. So it's a little different, but there's six of us now. And so when we're practicing or we're doing something new, I'll be like, what do y'all think about that? I'm just not sure, you know, and the old me in the old church, I would never be like, I'm not sure. You know, I would have been like, we're going to do it this way and blah, 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 blah. And this is what I feel. Um, So part of its maturity, I think, but part of it, too, is just the beauty of a smaller team where, hey, we've got to all be uh, we've got to all be convinced of this or it's just not going to fly.
4: I think there's something to be said also for having structured flexibility, if that makes sense. I think of like, you know, those flexible rulers that my boys have at school, you know, we have, we go into practice with a plan, but at the same time, you know, like Andrea said early, if you need to pivot, that's okay. Okay. Um, you know, one really big conference circuit song right now is that, um, just the mention of his name that, that I love the song. It's a great song, but it's just not going to work for my church right now. It's a little, it's a little too wordy for some people. Um, and honestly, we just don't have the musicians to pull, to pull it off. And, and so I think you have to recognize who you are as a leader but also recognize your team and be willing to grow and develop together Um, as a perfectionist. Well, I should say a recovering perfectionist, the Lord's working on me still, Um, you know, as, as a perfectionist, you know, I have in my head, like, I want it to be this certain way. I want it to sound this certain way, but this team is a team that I inherited as um, taking over a church. And so, you know, if they learned it a different way, um, I just have to be okay with that and just pivot. And, you know, if they mished these songs together, okay, well, let's just, let's just see how it goes, you know? And if it doesn't work, it's okay to be like, mm, let's not do that again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love all these thoughts. And I was going to say, if we could move into a discussion, um, of like when how how can we incorporate songs because sometimes it's also we've we've said this several times like there are songs that our church loves but our church our churches will change over time you know we're all i guess We wish that we were static sometimes and could just always stay the same. I don't know. I don't know if we really, really do wish that, but it seems like that sometimes, but we're always changing. I'll give you an example. For a really long time in Jesus name worked for us. God is fighting for us. God is on our side. Yes. We were just like at our new church. We probably sang that for uh, since we came. So five or six years, I'll tell you, we pulled that out about four weeks ago and I was like, Oh no, no, this one did not work today. It was kind of like, God is funny for, uh, uh, you know, and it was like, uh, uh, this one has, this one is on, I see it going into the dusk, you know, <laughs> going into the the yeah. sunset. It just, you could just feel it like, okay, need to, need to take this one out of the rotation. And we weren't even doing it a whole lot, but it was like that excitement that was there before God is fighting for us pushing back. It was like, it just wasn't there. And, you know, I know we all have off days, but I also felt like, okay, this one's, this one's run the gamut. So I guess let's have that discussion for a minute since I'm there. Where? How do you know, how do you know when you do a song that, Maybe that song doesn't need to be done again,
2: or or less frequently. Um, so we still do that song, <laughs> but um, there. So of course, I I know this is probably probably a bad word, but Waymaker, we sang it to death. You know when it first came out, and I don't sing it anymore, and it's it's, I I think it's the same thing that it just kind of lost its, its sparkle, you know? Um, so there are a few songs that we have done that just didn't work. Oh, for instance, we do, we do breakthrough. We still do breakthrough breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind. We do that one. That's one of our fast songs that we do. And I put it on the list all the time at some point it's probably not going to work anymore because we've done it so often. So maybe like, you know, not overdoing the songs would help if we, you know, set them aside, find something else and, and don't play them to death. One thing we do
3: is we try to stop before it gets to that point. So sometimes we'll, we'll have a song that we're like, Okay, everybody, maybe we don't love it, but we still like it. And me and and sort of um, my assistant music director will look at each other and we'll say, this one needs a six month break. Like, we just need to put it on a six month break because we all still like it and we don't want to bleed it dry here. Um, like, we still like Waymaker, but we do maybe every three to six months we do it now. And that's because we still like it. <laughs> But there's also, um, there's something to be said of the repetition of songs, but at the same time, you're right, just naturally we lose the sparkle for things. And one thing that I noticed we sort of naturally have done at our church is um, the first Wednesday of every month, our kids and our youth, just they sing, they do all the worship songs um And somebody leads for them and it's just sort of, it's kind of this fun, chaotic free for all. And the kids get to be involved and they get to sing the songs and they they have this place in the church. They know that that's their time. And one thing that they do is they learn a lot of the songs that we do in service still. So like sometimes children's ministry has very specific kids songs that they're learning. Um, But I know at our church and just naturally our kids have started to learn the songs that we do in big church, quote unquote, is what they call it. Um, so songs that may get old to me are not old to the kids and the songs are special to them still. And so a lot of times, um, if I feel like we're dragging on a song, sometimes we'll put a song on pause or I'll try to take a moment in practice and I'll just remind the team, like, Hey, like I know we have core people that come every Sunday, but there are people that are only here once every few months and they are not sick of this song. And this song could mean to them today what it meant to you the very first time you heard it. Um, I know like the song Stones, like the first time I ever heard the song Stones, I wept. I just wept like a baby. And, you know, I, I probably don't cry quite as much to it because I'm more familiar with it. I'm comfortable with it. But every time I sing it, I think to myself, what if somebody needs this for the first time today? And I, I don't want to grow so sick of a song that really is very impactful. And there's nothing like not trendy, quote unquote, about it yet. But maybe like even just our music team, I think there's such thing as like the music team getting sick of the song before the congregation does too. So I, that's another thing I, I try to feel out. But it's it's a lot of like give and take, I feel like. Like deciding what's the most important thing here. Like the kids are learning the song. We want them to know we still love it. We have a lot of new people here today that probably don't know this song. We're going to just put our best effort into it. We're going to act like it's the first time we've ever sang it. So, so it's just, it depends.
1: Well, um, Andrea, I think you were bringing up a lot of good points in that. I feel like there is so much tightrope walking and balance. That is such a vital part of all music ministries because um, like you mentioned We're not only caring for our music team, but we're caring for the whole church. And then we're walking that fine line where, yes, the music team is probably getting tired of a song before the church is. Sometimes it's vice versa because they just like to play or sing a song. But I'll say if your music team is tired of it, you probably don't need to do it. They probably get to have dibs on that because they're not going to sell the song. And I know y'all know what I mean when I say that. Um, but you your your music team has to be able to still sell mm-hmm. the song. And so when we're talking about a song that maybe has already lived its best life, you know, and maybe it's just gonna come by for visits, <laughs> like you were saying, Andrea, you know, come by every three to six months, maybe from here on out, um, and do a little flyby. Lee and we got tired of Waymaker too, but then we pulled it out after several months and a Bam. People were ready again. It was just it was time like it was like putting on that, you know, putting on the sweater when it finally gets cool. You know, it's like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Um, And so I think frequency, if we if we kill something really early on, um, you know, maybe frequency is something that makes a song live a shorter life. Um, but what else is something, if there is anything, and I don't know, we're just, I'm kind of thinking through this, but what else is something that you think um, can let you know that a song is ready to to get out of the rotation? And, and maybe it's already, it's it's run its course with your church. So maybe if it's not that you've overdone it, what's something else that, that could be?
2: Um, if pastor says, don't do that song again. <laughs> that's a good indication he well I've actually I I had a song that I loved and I thought it was great and I brought it to it wasn't even at my church I was playing for someone else and the pastor was like yeah that that didn't work here and it's not you know our our congregation is not is is not going to go with that song you know and I thought it was great. It was, it was young. It was, you know, hip, like not, not weird hip, you know, but (laughs) some songs are not, they're, they're just, they're not really churchy. They're just a good beat.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: So one thing I
3: did, what maybe like, maybe three or four years ago, which I, I've already decided it's going to be very few and far between that I do this, but at a music department meeting, I gave everybody a piece of paper. And I said, I want you to write down the top two songs that you hate singing or playing that I continue to choose and you don't have the heart to tell me. (laughs) And I said, you don't have to sign your name, but I just want you to know, like I will take that into account because I don't want like there, and there were some songs that I shed a little bit of a tear for, but that's my team. And I can't worship lead every single time we have church. And I need to be sensitive to the fact that like, there are some things that I don't like to worship to. And so guess what, I don't learn them and put them in the rotation. And as the pastor's wife and the music director, I get to have that power of decision, but not everybody else gets to have that power of decision. And I sort of think back and I remember what it was like to be on somebody else's team. And to try to sing songs that I was really like, oh, this just it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Like, I feel like I'm selling your dream right now and I just can't do it. And I, I remember what that felt like. So I did get like good anonymous, quote unquote, feedback from my team. And we did mix a few songs after that. And I told them, I said, OK, now, if we cut some of these songs out, you all have to promise me that you're going to learn some new ones because we can't just cut songs out and not replace them with like new upbeat songs, you're going to, you're going to really cripple my list here. So, but that was something I did a few years ago. And, and in all transparency, it probably helped push me to incorporate new things. Um, I I guess I just was really holding on to what I liked at the time, but I tried to take the feedback from the team.
1: Well, I think you're wise. I mean, we're, we all have blind spots and we all have favorites. And so uh, we're wired that way. And so it does. That's why the collaboration between a team is so healthy um, because then they have the freedom to say, I love the song or I don't feel like this song is really working for us. I was going to say, as we're talking to, I feel like even in our discussion with the songs that we've all listed, I feel like the ones that are a little bit easier to hold on to Longer and longer actually seem to be slower songs. I know y'all have said some fast songs, but I feel like it's easier on it, at least in my opinion, it's easier to maybe um, know the relative age of a song if it's fast. Because I feel like that's the place where there's been the most shifting, I think. Slow songs are slow. They're what we would call ballads, right? And so a ballad is always just kind of this slower, feely type song. And so those tend to be more timeless, if if you want to use that word. But it's sometimes the faster songs that because the beats shift and change according to kind of culture and pop culture and what's popular right now, because that certainly influences what our songs sound like too. um, I feel like it's sometimes harder to hold on to those faster songs. And we've all said fast songs too, but I'm just, as we're talking, I do feel like uh, it's easier to see when a fast song has run its course. And we need to, that that song doesn't quite like, a, I don't know. I think someone may have said this song, so don't be offended. But I think like, Lord, I lift your name on high. That's not really a fast song. It's, a, it's kind of a weird tempo, you know? And so to me, that says automatically like 90s. I feel the 90s right there. And I don't know if that's still... In some churches, it's absolutely going to work because there's something in your church culture that makes it still work. But in the church at large, unless there's that special quality there, sometimes there are songs that have like a signature feel and a signature vibe for what's popular. And it feels like it can only sort of be popular for this short amount of time. And then we have to move on. I I do have to say, though, the
4: Joe Pace version of that song is excellent if you want to pull it out, freshen it up, give it a different, um, different vibe with um, the rhythm faster, in the background.
1: You, yeah, the tempo is a little faster, it's a little swingier, maybe. Yeah. A little
4: uh uh-huh. a little bit more jazz inspired.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're proving my point though, that still uh you know, some some churches are still gonna hit with stuff like that. I just know that it feels like some songs you can hear their age. And some songs are timeless and you can't necessarily know what year, you know, roughly what year it was. Not yet, at least. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, at least, I mean, we've all lived long enough to hear it uh, change a few times. And so, um, so we've talked about things that let us know something has run its course. And that is the frequency. If our team is no longer interested in the song or they're burnt out with it. Um I think, um, you know, songs also have seasons for a church. um, I was talking to someone the other day and I think it was the song Breakthrough, Leanne, but they're like that was for a season. That was their song. That was their church's song. And then it wasn't anymore. You know, and so stuff like that. I feel like if it's a special song that speaks for a specific reason or a season in your church, whether because the pastor is preaching that vision or they're just the church is going through something collectively or whatever it is, maybe there's that song that's just special to your church, and I I think that's such a sweet thing that we can have such a familial. Feeling in our churches that like this is our song, this is our anthem right now. But then, kind of like you go, you get through that season as a church. Um, and and now that song doesn't mean what it did that was for that season, and now we're not there anymore. And we not not that we've gone on or moved past it, but in a sense, it in a sense, it is, you know, like so. I think when a church when a song comes into a church for a season then I think you kind of know, you feel that lift, like, okay, we're not there anymore. We need to move. We need to move past this song. I don't know. What do y'all think about that?
2: Um, So that's true because there, there are signature songs that had a specific phrase that really like just brought the whole worship service to like this is us, this is our anthem, this is our song. Um and I can't think of anything right now. I'm sure somebody else has one, but um they're, you know, if you're in a in a, a situation where your your church is under attack and some of those fast songs are like, you know, we're gonna dance and crush Satan and all that, you know, all the songs that that speak what we need for this moment. So um I, I think also there are times of mourning or times of loss and that that's the song for that season. And sometimes that's, you know, nobody wants to go back there. So we're not going to sing that one right now. Now it's a funeral song and we'll use that later.
0: True.
1: Yeah, true. I feel like what you're saying too, we, like I was trying to think if we had a song and I think see a victory was our song for a little while. Cause it felt like we were going through kind of a heavy time and um. So that one would come up and it just every time and it was like, okay, this is this is what we need but then you know you feel that lifting and we don't we don't get back into that heavy place as much anymore. We may do that once or twice a year now.
2: Ours is overcomer. I just remembered that. So our church is um, it's a church plant. Everyone is first generation. most almost everyone except I think we have one couple that has come from another church. Um, so everyone is coming out of addiction and dysfunction and chaos. So, um, overcomer is probably our longest running song that we still do. And it still means everything.
1: I love that.
4: I think my biggest, um, if I could just drop one last nugget, it would really just be, just be authentically you. Be real. Be genuine. Let, um, let whatever happens in your worship service be an overflow of what you're doing in your daily life. Um, you can't give out what you don't already possess. And so, um, you know, whether it's a new song, whether it's an old song, just let it be from your heart. And that's really the thing that matters the most at the end of the
1: service. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Wise words. Um, And that was our aim in this episode today. It's just to kind of take the monkey off everyone's back and just stop feeling that pressure to be any certain way, to do just the old songs or just the new songs or any type of songs, but just to really be led by the Spirit and be informed by your team and your church and like Michelle just said, who you are authentically at the end of the day at at the helm, since you're kind of the quarterback of the team, you know, you it is going to be a flow out from you, and then you and your team, and then into your church. And um, I love the more that I get to speak with different music ministers and just different um, apostolic Christians, the more I see the beauty of God's design of having such a unique body. And that we are all so different, as unique as we are as individuals, our churches, our teams, we are all so different. And it's so beautiful. It's such a wonderful thing. And there's nothing to be ashamed of if we don't do the same songs that other people do. Because um, I think that's by design. If we're truly trying to please the Lord, in this offering of our talents and our worship to Him, then then we, we have to just know that it's going to be different from person to person and team to team and church to church. So um, I hope that this was a blessing and a relief to all of you who are listening. Thank you to Leanne and Andrea and Michelle for your valuable words and your songs. I will try to make a master list of all the songs that we have named today, or at least uh, we'll try to get a great majority of those into the show notes. So if you're curious and you want to go back and uh, remember what was said, I will try to have that in the show notes for you. But again, thank you to our panel for being with us today and to all of you. Um, I will see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening, and we hope you are inspired, uplifted, and given new tools and ideas to use in your local church. Follow Simple Church Music on Facebook for more encouragement and to reach out if you like to be a guest on the podcast. We'll see you next time.